Welcome to the Crater Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss all the JavaScript news that's happened on Crater.io this week. This episode is for Friday, March 18th, 2016. This week's episode is brought to you by Modulus.io. They are the single best hosting option available for Meteor right now. Go to Modulus.io and check them out. They offer a marketplace. They offer you Mongo databases. It's very easy to integrate with other Mongo databases. You know, they offer WebSocket support with sticky sessions. They do everything right for your Meteor app. I use them for everything that I'm doing. I would highly recommend you use them as well. Modulus.io. DigitalOcean is the best place to get your Meteor application off the ground quickly and the easiest to scale when you find success. I host Crater.io there, so I understand DigitalOcean. Start with a pre-configured one-click launch, such as Node.js, to get it up and running in 55 seconds, or build the exact infrastructure you need with root access to servers running 100% SSD and state-of-the-art data centers around the world. DigitalOcean is the fastest-growing cloud infrastructure provider because... It's built for developers and laser-focused on its mission to create simple and elegant solutions for developers and teams. Use the promo code CRATER10 on the billing page when you sign up for $10 to get started. Welcome, CRATER fans. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my regular co-host. Ben Strahan. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. Been a while. Dude, your, your microphone sounds great this week. Yeah. Oh my God, that was terrible. Last week was was your microphone. This week's my internet connection. Yeah, it's funny. Abby didn't didn't tell me my mic was like sounding garbled. Like we did a podcast immediately afterwards for Elm for the Space Dojo show. And like you're like, your mic sounds terrible. And so I ended up switching to the regular mic. I, I even tried rebooting my computer and everything, and I have no idea like why that happened. It seems to have been fine ever since then. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. All right, Abby, little sidekick tip. You know, you got to say something. You got to say something. You got to speak up. If you if you see something, say something. This is the NSA. <laughs> I mean, oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. I I love it when Abby's on the show. Yeah, he does a good job. I like yeah. I like Abby. We we are one big happy family here Indeed. over on the Creator Podcast. So he did the hosting one with me. And then like today, you're going to record the hosting one with Sashko and Rohit, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll be kind of hitting the same topic from a different angle. That's right. It is very interesting. I just had to, uh, I was just prepping for it before this show. I'm going to be going right into the transmission show after this one. And we have some great questions lined up. In my mind, like reading the forums, like I appreciate Matt replying, but at the same time, he said something like, you know, they're spending 10K a week, which is, that's insane. Really? Like, that's crazy. So I understand like why they want to shut this down quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe maybe they could have done like a quick opt-in form. Like I'd be happy to say like, take all my crap off the books. Yeah. Okay, so that's like 52K a year, right? And it's like, if you extend hosting for a month or two. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's half a mil. Yes. Yeah. Half a mil a year. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing the math and that's that's crazy to me. But at the same time, like, 
that number didn't change in the week or two since he went from like that's my it's gonna be free forever and we're gonna get it all fixed to like that's my question there also was a hint from other mdg members like going back more than a month that they were asking about what the very popular packages are you know want to give them free galaxy hosting yeah and so it's like well if that conversation was being had then so, but Matt even alluded to, <laughs> now we're like getting off topic, but yeah. Matt alluded to like having, the, there was like a disconnect in communication in MDG. Yeah. So, so we know how much money it's costing them. Matt and everyone also said it's it's costing them engineering time, taking mm-hmm. away from features that they want to introduce to people who are paying for Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I want to know exactly like how much time that is. You know, like we know the money, why don't we know how much engineering time was and and then kind of just get some more answers around that. So it's not tiny, right? Like I no, certainly not. I probably spent a week getting my Galaxy esque setup going on DigitalOcean. Yeah. So. The biggest part of transmission is like <laughs> it's just helping them communicate more. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were getting over a hump where the communication was going to be better with MDG. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm so just much. shocked by this last week and this yeah. show. And like, we got three major things we have to cover that's like burning on the edge. Like, we have to put the fire out. Yeah. And it's like, how do these things happen? I, <laughs> I don't know. You know, and they have marketing people, right? I don't know. I, I love. <laughs> they I have mean, a large marketing team, do they not? Well, I don't know. I don't know what large would kind of mean. I know a couple of them on there. I really like them. And you talk to them, you talk to MDG straight on, everything makes sense. Sure, yeah. Afterwards. It's purely in the form of communicating. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's where the disconnect is. It's not like... I, you know, someone made a suggestion. We used to have this thing called Vanguard where it was like top developers that were using Meteor professionally. Yeah, and you guys would like meet quarterly? Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't know if it's quite quarterly, but there were like there were probably six meetups that they had there at MDG and I flew out for two or three of them. There's a lot of people that are interested in continuing to make money off of Meteor in some way, shape or form. Right. I mean, that's where I met Paul in person from OK Grow. Mm -hmm. Just reach out to some of these people and be like, is this terrible? Is this good? Can we tweak this? Like I'd be happy to read those releases and tell you this is 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 terrible. This is the thing that eludes me. Like, all the tools, mm-hmm. the people, the resources, all of it's there. Mm-hmm. It's just for some reason, time after time, the dots do not get connected correctly. Yep. It's unfortunate. Well, anyway, with that, we have, we have another transmission show. So I can't be like too hard on them because like if they were perfect at this, I wouldn't have an opportunity to have a, a podcast. Very true. Very true. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, so this, this week... Yeah, what are we doing? What podcast are we in right now? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to talk about... Well, you know, I, I had to get your opinion in here. But thank you. Thank you very much. A lot of people will hear your opinion on the other one too. But So this week, we're going to talk about an interesting amalgamation of topics here. We're going to talk about Feather JS. <laughs> it's going to make you fly. <laughs> Meteor 1.3 release candidate... Aqua. Actually, neither of us are drinking aqua at the moment. Uh, a little aqua. bit. Something green. This this is sewer aqua. 
This is this was water at one point. <laughs> and then Evan, you did an AMA, which I that was quite interesting as well. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's get into it. So, let's dive into it. Feathers is it feathers? Feathers JS? That's what I typed. Yeah, feathers JS. So this is like 2.0. I think we did a show when 1.0 was out, right? Did we? We I think we talked about it. We did. And then that led to us being interested in it. We found out that they worked at Petovi and then we ended up. Well, we talked to him about can, can JS, right? Done JS. Done JS. Done JS. Yeah. <laughs> but so, that, that, that like came after our interest of feathers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I still don't remember talking about it on the show. Maybe we did, but okay. I, I remember you and Dean doing a lot of research and, you talk to a lot of people up in Chicago and a lot of people are like, we're using feathers. We, we are very interested in it. Yep. To give like a uh, people who don't do not know what feathers is. It's a really light way on how to like implement like real time backend, front end data sharing, whatever. Same thing as like what meteor does. Right. Much. It kind of just like came out of nowhere to us. It seemed like meteor offered the real time data. Mm-hmm. Right a really nice API around it. And then so much more. In fact, like Meteor was developing a a huge ecosystem around this idea. Feathers was like a few NPM packages. And then you have that. And it was like a real light version of Meteor. And to us that like, that was interesting because like that seems like a more viable way to get that feature done because ultimately it's just a feature. Mm -hmm. You don't want a whole ecosystem, right? Right. And it's been interesting to me before we dive into like 2.0, it's been interesting to me to see where the messaging has changed a little bit with, with Meteor and MDG where they're not about like real time data anymore or, or like uh, getting a modern stack really easy, but it's, they're pushing for professional developers, a really nice environment to develop on. Everything is taken care of for you. They keep you on the happy path from beginning to end in the end being production grade uh, hosting. And that's interesting because ultimately real-time data is just a feature. It's just a feature. And it is, but it's also, I, I would say with Meteor, like an expensive feature. That's, that's the question. Yeah. You know what I really want to, I want to see like, I don't know how to do this, but uh, like a comparable, like here's crater running with a feathers backend instead. And like, what, what does that look like? Which I don't, you know, without actually taking the time to get a working app and swap it out. I, I don't know if that's... I don't know. Do you think like it's going to... I don't think it's a performance boost kind of thing. Well, so the interesting thing is they're using Redis to handle the the pub sub side of things. And my guess is Redis is maybe a little better than Mongo at this. There, I, there's a lot I, of interesting things going on in here. On top of it just being like the real-time feature, like we all like in media and all stuff on top of that, they have things that have plagued the media community from day one, mm-hmm. which is the ability to be data store agnostic. You know, mm-hmm. you could put any kind of backend. On. Right. They claim to have over 15 and they have multiple different ORM layers, which, you know, media comes out every time it comes up and they're like, we're not doing an ORM layer. <laughs> yeah. Probably the funniest part about that is they're creating an ORM layer for, the accounts package right now. I stumbled across that last night. That's an interesting project, but 
you got to do it if you're going to support multiple databases. There's really like you got to have a a singular interface that you can interact with. On top of it, like this is, it's not trying to take over everything. So you could use feathers where you want in your Mm -hmm. app and then you don't have to have things be reactive on other parts. So it's interesting. I haven't dove into 2.0 at all. And this article that we're going to be linking to kind of seems like a basic overview of feathers, not necessarily like specifically talking about the 2.0 features. Right. So I I think like they're trying to still get market share Uh, and 2.0 seems like a pretty solid release. Yeah. So I wonder about the, version numbering conventions, right? Because like, yeah, that's what makes me think here. We're at, we're at version 15 of react now after we were at 0.14 and we're at version five of node. I don't know. I mean, like it's, it's interesting because they're, they're saying they're making some breaking changes. Hopefully that's what they're doing. I don't know. Like this, this has been enough to capture my attention and I plan on, building at least react native app that's backed with this because I have a feeling it's going to be easier than trying to use meteor to do that. And frankly, like I think feathers is what meteor wants to be now. Yeah. You know, like I saw a post from, well, I uh, I wouldn't say that. Well, I saw a post from Sashko and he said, we're working towards being lightweight, easy to use, like easy to swap things out, that kind of thing. And like they're already there, right? They're using Express instead of Connect, and they're using NPM instead of their own package system. And like you know, there's there's some amount of pain that's going to come along for people that adopt a Meteor when yeah. we switch from at the, the current package system to NPM. Yeah, I think the software version of MDG and like Apollo and everything, they're going to try and achieve what Feathers does. So I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, which is great. Like, and that's what I've been predicting like forever because I've always been saying Meteor feels like a cult, you know, it needs to join the rest of the modern JavaScript and, and they're doing that They're And now I'm more passionate than ever for Meteor and you and I like, like we seriously were wondering like, what's the next thing for Meteor? Like a couple months back where like, if things don't change, you know, there's like, we we see some serious consequences. So yeah, well, you know, and I I said I I wholeheartedly believe they're they're pivoting into Apollo pretty hard. So you probably see more of what you're seeing, like this the Meteor accounts repo. You'll see more projects like that where they're trying to rely on outside people to do the work, and hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, we get some better stuff out of it. But at the same time, like. There were someone someone posted this post about feathers 2.0 and they linked to the product hunt, which it was they were like, ah, shots fired. Because <laughs> it was like a truly open source real-time JavaScript framework. Yes. <laughs> which, you know, you well, feel like if you're coming from Meteor, you're like, yeah, I, I get what they're saying. Let's do the contributor thing here. Oh yeah, it's really terrible, actually. Truly, well, you said truly open source, so we got to like back that up, right? I didn't look at the total number, but I did look and like the two two building were like at the top of that list. They're building a part of the car. They're not building the car manufacturing factory. (laughs) I would have to say that MDG is trying to create this whole 
car manufacturing factory and feathers is just like the part of the car. It's like a, it's like a supercharger plugged into an already existing engine and other, like it's built on top of other, <laughs> other parts. This is, this is failing. I'm not, I'm not buying your, your analogy. Okay. Like, so which part, like you're, you're saying like they're building an engine and the, <laughs> and this is like talk, coming into like a, like MG, you're basically like you're saying MDG is building the highway. I think not like they're still both building cars. It's just MDG is also building the highway. So you can go nice and fast. Yeah. Yeah. MDG is building cars, but also they're building the plant that builds the cars. They're like building the whole infrastructure, like everything from nuts, nuts to bolts to, or whatever. It's <laughs> a super aggressive vision. And I don't know, like well, very, very few companies execute something that big. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like we've always said, like meteor has been a very ambitious project. How do I others plugs into stuff that's already there. It's just, it's just like a couple hundred lines of code, you know, it uses, it's built on top of express socket IO and primus. Like, they're achieving a similar thing as Meteor in a, in a much, much different way. It's almost like guerrilla warfare. That's a better analogy. Wow. Warfare you, versus the colonists. You, you and I maybe have a different view on it, right? Like my guess is these guys are building apps and abstracting the framework out. Yeah. Uh, whereas Meteor is building the framework and the tooling and then trying to figure out how to make it better for app developers. So Exactly. So, you know, the, the interesting pieces to me, again, are like Express. <laughs> and, you know, the, the fact that it's already tied into NPM, you know, like Connect is, is, I don't think it's being super maintained anymore. Uh, and then you have like this oddity that's in fibers and like there's a whole lot of choices that were made in Meteor that are keeping us at 0 0.10. Just saying. Purposeful silence. Mm -hmm. I'm done with the analogies for today. Okay. <laughs> That's probably good. Total uh, failure. Yeah. There well, now that we like totally banged Meteor. 11 contributors, right? So now. Well, no, there's not a lot. There's, there's, there's really 11. Two. There's two. <laughs> there's two real contributors. 31 commits per contributor. I'm just using the same calculations we used on the other ones. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like everybody that's not part of core, right? The two guys kind of pushing it forward fall under that, that mark. That's, that's a healthy ratio. <laughs> Definitely a healthy ratio. I think Meteor is going to be able to weather more storms because they got like a dedicated developer group towards developing this stuff. And these yeah. guys are working on the side. They're full-time developers at Potobi. Um, building sites for like Walmart and stuff. So yeah, you know, you say that though, but I I almost think like looking at the um, this accounts package that I ran across last night, and they're working to refactor the whole thing. I actually feel like everything that's being proposed and being worked on is by the people at Rocket Chat, not by the people at MDG. And I feel like in the end, that'll probably be a stronger set of packages because it's not just MDG hired people. Like we're getting exposure from outside of MDG, the company, to, to work on this. I was up very, very late. <laughs> I was very, very angry last night. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of inconsistencies in the accounts uh, set of packages. So <laughs> Now that you're... <laughs> 
I'm, I'm happy to see it. I think it's good that we're getting outside community involvement. And I think that, you know, feathers, feathers is going to go places too. I don't know. Is it going to be the Sinatra to, to MDG's rails here or something like that? Maybe. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There's your analogy. <laughs> oh, God. So much better. You're so much better, man. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. I hate you, Josh. Uh, you know what? Honestly, we get to have a whole whole bunch of fun. I got these guys scheduled for next week for uh, Space Dojo Show. I haven't even told you that yet, but... Yeah, what? I was just yeah. going to recommend that. Yeah, we're totally going to have them on the show. We're going to talk to both the guys. Uh, if you can't make it, Ramsey can fill in. But Wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. They're here in Chicago, right? Are they? I thought they were in Canada. Who are we talking about here? Daffle? David... Uh, the guys with Feather? Luecki? Yeah, he's in Vancouver. He works for Batovi, but he's in Vancouver. And uh, Eric is in Calgary. Eric Kreisky? I probably butchered those. What? Yeah, they're in Canada, bro. All right, all right. It's your favorite place, right? Oh, hey, announcement for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone thinks I live in Toronto. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> that is everyone. I live in Chicago. I live in Chicago, Chi Town. It looks it looks Toronto esque behind you. Maybe that's why. Does it? I don't know. I'm in I'm the Chopper Building downtown in the Loop, right next to. Oh, I know the where green dyed Chicago River. Oh yeah, it's yes. still green. It's always green, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like extra green though for St. Patrick's Day. It is extra green. Yes. Yeah. They throw a die in there. I can't. I, I went up there for St. Patrick's Day one time, and it was quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, you're eating green fish for a month, and then you're like, oh. <laughs> just kidding. You shouldn't eat fish. I, I, I don't know what kind of fish you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Meteor 1.3 release client. <laughs> release candidate. Yes. Whoops. Release <laughs> candidate. <laughs> no one drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, so we so we just like totally like gave Meteor a hard time. We but, did, but this is like leading. This is a perfect segue into one point three because a lot of the issues that we were just mentioning uh, that plagued Meteor earlier versions of Meteor, they are now uh, having npm support in there. They have testing built in, but now like Meteor is they're recognizing that they need to move more into like the JavaScript, the normal JavaScript world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And this is like, this is where feathers kind of did it right. Where meteor could do better. And now 1.3 is right at our doorstep and it is a major milestone, a major step forward in that right direction. Yeah. I would agree. I I think the, the NPM support is pretty huge. I don't think I can say enough for that personally, like being able to just pull in moment and no longer rely on a silly wrapper package is pretty awesome. And like, we don't have to go bug a bunch of package maintainers, excuse me, to add some script or something um, to help build for Meteor. Like that's that, like, I'm glad that people took on that effort, you know, um, Luca and, and Dan and a couple other people like, have that whole project to auto build like bootstrap or moment or those kinds of things. But now we don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah. 
Well, maybe Bootstrap's a bad example. Yeah, because now you're talking about like CSS and pre-compilers and preprocessors and all that stuff. Which, which is borked for 1.3. Yes, there actually <laughs> is some issues with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I lost some time on that. But um, they've got a nice list too. If you haven't seen it yet, um, it's like post 1.3 issues, which I'm not sure I fully agree with adding new stuff in 1.3.1. But uh, it looks like they're going to push more stuff yeah. after one three. They're going to try to get a one three one out within a couple of weeks. That like has... census. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm trying to decide if you're trolling me or not. No, I'm totally not. Oh, just, that has me fired up. So I just had to throw it in there. <laughs> yeah, I I said my piece on the media forums about census. If I were trying to get funding for a company, I would absolutely go build something like Census. And I would absolutely stick unique IDs on every application ever created automatically over and over again, even if you delete the ID. like Those are the actions I would probably take to help me have the data I need to go get more funding. Mm-hmm. I feel like Census is even taking it a step further. They're going to be able to figure out like, IP addresses, where they're being hosted. They're going to be able to like plug plug a lot of this data in and be like, hey, we'll host you over here, right? We'll give you a free trial. It feels, I don't, I don't want to say schmarmy, but mm, not 100% right either, especially like installing census yes. by default. So another plug for transmission. <laughs> Maybe I was trolling you. I didn't even realize it subconsciously. Yeah, you were. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm a natural troll, I guess. You can call me out from now on on it because I need to recognize when I'm trolling. <laughs> but like another plug, we have Zoltan on this show and who's, who's the head of the, the Meteor uh, group now or project for MDG. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be talking specifically on census and what they were thinking and, and why they actually needed to do this if there was a better way to do it, try to get a better idea of like their, their frame of mind. Yeah. Releasing this. Yeah. If this were done by other companies, you know, Apple says like, can we use some anonymized data to make this better? But like an IP address is not anonymized data. No, (laughs) no, no. Um, I could, I mean, Apple, Apple collects stuff and they highly depend on, on what version of the OS is you're running on because they make that like a pretty big spot in their announcements mm-hmm. uh, talking about user adoption and upgrades and how it's better than the average. So I could see like meteor wine to do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have a huge problem with collecting some data. I wish it were more upfront, more explicit, more understanding around what they're going to do with the data. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily think they have to tell us what they're going to do with the data, but at least don't make it private data. Like there, there was, there was a good bit I would consider stuff sure. that I don't necessarily want to share with them. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's not making it into one three. No, but you were mentioning one one three one. Yes. Yes. Which that probably will make it in a version of it. Yes. The current, not the current one, because. Luckily, they are receptive to to everything that that was said in the forums. So. 
Yeah, there's 46 open issues in this list I was talking about for post 1.3. I'm actually kind of curious now. History. V next. Yeah, they haven't bothered, <laughs> they haven't bothered to start writing the, no. the history of the change logs for this yet. Um, but there's there's a lot going in. Um, but I think the biggest thing to me is going to be that that npm support and the module support, right? Like that goes yes. hand in hand. Yes. So we're able to say, you know, import blah 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 from this file. Mm-hmm. Which I think you know now that I've been working with it for uh, like a month or so. I like it a lot better. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's maybe it feels like more typing, but at the same time, when I open a file, I know what's, what's being used in that file and can make sure that, I don't know, not, now you can like grep or do a search for where it's referenced. Like, I think it's, it's going to be a lot better for tooling and just for general developer yeah. experience. I agree. I agree. And people need to understand like how to structure their app in order to achieve this in the right way. Mm-hmm. So definitely want to push people to the Meteor Guide to understand 1.3. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some interesting stuff there. I don't know that I wholeheartedly agree with everything in the Meteor Guide, but there, it's definitely a good good project. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Well, in order to like get the, the correct imports and everything, you need to structure your folders the correct way. So uh, along with the module support, like that makes testing a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. So finally, Meteor's testing story is like going to be legit. Yeah. That's- so I still don't want to touch it for like another month or so. I'm curious. What do you mean by that? I saw that tweet. I'd rather wait for other package developers to get involved and like say, yeah, we officially support 1.3. Here's how to do it. Like, I don't like I have spent so much of my recent life history in meteor testing in one form or another that I just feel like I've lost so much time every time something changes. Like I just want to wait until it feels stable. It does not feel stable. Okay. Like we're still just one <laughs> release removed from saying velocity is dead. <laughs> I mean, it, it works in one two. It's not going to work in one three. I just, I'm going to wait. Okay. Maybe, maybe next month I'll start writing some tests for a client if they want. I know exactly what you mean when you mm-hmm. say that because I know what you've done before. Like, yeah, you had the testing book. Yeah. You and Sam worked together on a professional like course. Yeah, we've given that training twice. Things changed 100% between the two courses, which were eight eight months apart. And then we actually had uh, a video version ready to go that we were going to release and sell. And like less than a month after the class, you know, like everything changed again. And then what was it? December? We decided Velocity was dead. So we gave the class in August. By September, you know, we had uh, synchronous support in Cucumber. Then we switched to Chimp. Now Velocity's dead. Well, and you know, unit testing and end-to-end testing, like you could, you could use mainstream stuff. Like you don't need anything meteorized. Yeah. That. Yeah. But I well, mean, you still do to some extent, right? They're, like there's, they, they wrote this uh, Mocha driver package. So I guess that's what I'm waiting on is for people to say like, yeah, we got our driver packages taken care of. Like you don't have to worry about that. That is interesting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Transmission did a show last week about testing. Driver packages was a big thing. I'm like, you know, yep. who's going to make this stuff? Yeah, exactly. And I don't, you know, again, like now we're looking at something akin to a wrapper package. 
that <laughs> lives on atmosphere. Like I get that you have to do some amount of work to get it to work with Meteor, but if I were thinking about testing, I'd be looking at Enzyme or something, you know, like let's just stay out of the Meteor stuff until it's, it feels stable. Mm-hmm. But, but that, the like, story will get better. I will. Yeah, say. it will get better. That's what I was going to say. Too long didn't read the transmission show ended up being that, you know, Meteor didn't want to like, build specialized tools for testing. They wanted to make it Meteor capable of just using the tools that are out there. Right. And, and that's that, the right call. That's a huge message to, yeah, that, that's the right message. Yeah. So it will get better. Yeah. All right. Talking about getting better, uh, sharing contact information. Mm. Right? Like yes. it's such a pain. Yes. Like, so, so here in Chicago, we are... You know, we're Chicagoans. We, we, we do things the old way, man. And, and uh, business cards are really important out here, right? Well, OK Grow has, has a strict policy, no business cards. Hmm. I don't know if it's strict, but I've been pushing for them and I haven't gotten them. So, so what do I do? You know, I fuddle around with the phones. We try to make a LinkedIn connection. It just doesn't work out. So then we just, you know, we just don't connect that much. Well, our boy Max Saban came out with a solution called Aqua. Is it Saban or Savin? I always thought it was Savin. I don't know. My, I'm just going to say it's my Chicago accent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Max is saving a lot. No, it's like, it's like Aquaman, right? Yeah. Panda. <laughs> He's the man of a million uh, like nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> Panda man. Anyway, so if you guys... Uh, recall, Max was the creator of Meteor Toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So he is now introducing Agua, which is a way to kind of share social contact information easily. And it's a, it's a mobile app built on Meteor. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's Aqua, not Agua, right? Again, Chicago accent. Acquaintances. This um, must be like this must be like a comparison between Illinois and, and Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Or or Ben and the rest of the world. <laughs> totally trolling <laughs> you back today. Um, so so number one, I, I think this is interesting. You know, he's he's built this meteor app. Uh, I think he was in Cordova and uh, I don't know, like he showed it off to me. I think it's a, it's a fun idea. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he said he plans to take it deeper, but the idea is like, you know, when you meet someone, instead of passing off the business card, you just, you get their email address and like, it'll send your digital business card to them. And then you kind of have all that, that point of contact in place, which is, Interesting. I remember Evernote did something similar to this a while ago where you could put people in and like it would try to suss out their information on its own. Like you would put in, you take their picture and put in their email address and name and then it would like try to figure out the rest. Yeah. There was an app that got a little bit of uh, social lift too where it was like called Bump or something like that. You're like, yeah. Phones together. And, yeah, I used to have that. Yeah, Bluetooth. Yeah, you know the the bump part of it was goofy, but whatever. Um, yeah. not really needed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. You know what I think would be super fun is like 
you take someone's picture and try to figure out them on social media or something. Oh my gosh. It's a doable thing. It's totally doable. Oh my gosh. It's so creepy and doable. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, I'll say this, like I've gotten good at finding people on the internet. My uh, sister-in-law uh, she was dating some people and she was using a dating site and she'd be like, I don't, can you guys find more info about these people? And I'd be like, yeah, just send me their profile. And like, you know, just using their picture, you could usually go find all their, like their, you know, their dating.com. Well, I don't remember what site it was, but you, you could oh do a lot gosh. of creepy things. Oh my gosh. You just like cyber let everyone know that you're, yeah, that you're a creepster. Totally. Anyway. Talking about avatar photos and all that stuff, we have a great member in the Meteor Club, and he changed his avatar so that we could finally see his face. And and I had to coax the guy to do it. I really appreciate him. But my uh, what I was going to give back was was a shout out on the show if he did it, and he finally did it. So so much love to Yusef. 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 Yeah, <laughs> with this. <laughs> It's Harry Potter looking uh, picture. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's cool, man. I like it. I like it. It is, but it's like, it's got like a, oh my God. This... <laughs> the train is trolling you so bad. <laughs> I got the window open today. If you're watching the YouTube version, you can see it over there. It's like 10 times louder now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he's got like a little uh, pointy uh, hood on. It's quite funny. But I was glad he finally did that because he was just like this, like no one knew what he looked like. No, no. Uh, And he kind of was saying like, my photo is nowhere on the internet. Yeah. So like people like you can't do a photo search. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Anyway. I think we're only like maybe a year away. Like the NSA probably has the tech to like really do a deep search and be like, yes, we spotted him across all these cameras. <laughs> Remember when Android had that feature where you can smile at your phone? It would do a facial recognition and unlock the phone. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so no swiping, no, no uh, uh, code. Yeah, code. you know it's funny. We we actually when I was at Gaslight, this is way back when we had a client that came in and and wanted to basically do that that same thing uh, before Android did it, and uh, like they had all this this different stuff going on. Like they were able to use the phone light to like change the color on the face and then they would be able to run the facial recognition and phone software. Like, it was a really, really interesting project, uh, but they didn't get funding. Mm. Um, but no, I, I like, uh, I like the idea of, uh, Aqua, your social business card, I guess it doesn't actually say business card. Uh, if nothing else, go read this post cause there's a funny picture of Trump at the end. So, and, and go ahead and download the app. That too. You know, Max is Max is huge on feedback. So yeah. So hit him up. Uh, check it out on Product Hunt. Yes. Tweet him. All right. The last last topic of, of the day we have Evan Yu, uh, previously with Meteor uh, Development Group, so MDG staffer, and he is known for Vue.js. He's the creator and maintainer of Vue.js, and he had an AMA. He did. On Hashnode. I had never even heard of Hashnode, so it was very interesting uh, to go, have I. Yeah, go read all this. But the thing I always found interesting about the Evan U hire is like, why, why did we hire a guy heading up 
another project that wasn't React or wasn't Blaze to come work on Meteor. Like, I get maybe mm-hmm. he had some. I, no, I, I, I don't even think he'd have a lot of insight, right, to like how to support multiple front end frameworks. Like, he would have to also develop that insight. Like, just because I write a front end framework doesn't mean I know how to like easily let other frameworks do the same thing <laughs> Meteor, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you agree with that? Maybe he was coming in to be like the maintainer of blaze. Who knows what the plans were? Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the other interesting thing I found out is like, there was no hoorah about it, but uh, it was more than just three people that left Meteor in that last round with Evan. It, uh, David Greenspan is also one that we now know about, Yeah, uh, which, you know, he, he pushed Blaze forward quite a bit. That was a big project mm-hmm. for him when it came out. Uh, so we did lose some, some knowledge there on the MDG team. But really, the, I think the, the core one as a Meteor fan you might care about is, uh, you know, Azamat asked, uh, this is a little personal, but what happened to Meteor? What are your future plans? Is your newborn a uh, girl or a boy? <laughs> and uh, he said, yes, I left Meteor. There's a, uh, it was a combination of quite a few things. Meteor as a framework is now front-end agnostic, which makes the front-end work mostly just integrating React and Angular, and the company doesn't seem interested in supporting Vue strategically. So again, like I question, why'd they hire him? I mean, I realize like he's a smart guy, like you want to hire smart people. But at the same time, like clearly his passion was somewhere else. Meteor as a company is now primarily positioned as a platform, as a service. And the focus of the company has uh, an increasing, increasingly smaller overlap with my technical interest, which I think would probably apply to Avital and David Greenspan as well. You know, like building a hosting business is just kind of like eh, run of the mill. Kind of interesting. And then he said Vue is growing faster than he thought. The internet. This is crazy. (laughs) So I I find it interesting that he said Vue is growing faster than he thought. I think it's all based off of um, the support that uh, all the passionate believers have. (laughs) What? Like I hear of Vue.js more than than I thought I ever would. You know, I, I would, I would think I would hear of Blaze more in the world, and, and Vue.js just seems to be like taken off. Yeah, it's I interesting. Would, I mean, I would agree with that, but at the same time, like the only way you can get Blaze right now is to, you know, install Meteor, and right. that's just not true of Angular or React or Vue. So yeah, again, like you just mentioned that, like. Like Vue is in the same competition with Angular and React. Yeah, like it's that's another reason why you're, it's like kind of surprising. So, yeah. Anyway, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say too much about it, but I think this is worth going to read, especially if like you know you like Evan or you ran across him in the the forums or in an issue. Like I I I, I think he's an interesting guy to follow, and honestly, mm-hmm. I want to try to get him on to talk more about Vue. JS on Space Dojo show as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Evan's a really interesting guy. I really enjoyed listening or reading his answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a really good perspective on everything. And he seems like an insanely working, like an insane dude that like works all hours to like get stuff out the door. So, 
Yeah, he said like um, that basically he would be up till like two a one or two a.m. every night, like in addition to his normal job, like trying to to uh, yeah. Here it is. How do you manage building and supporting a successful library outside of your day job? Have you considered uh, having a company sponsor your development work? He said it does take a lot of time and effort. I think during the 1.0 release process, I worked until 1 to 2 a.m. almost every day. But I guess the biggest reason is because I'm passionate about it, so I enjoy working on it most of the time. Uh, I definitely hope some company would sponsor. He's actually started a Patreon, so you can go look up the article if you want to support him. Mm-hmm. I think we had a subsequent conversation in the Space Dojo chat room talking about like how do you how do you make an open source project successful? You know, like Sasha talks about struggling with getting contributors on board with Telescope, and you know, I think you hear similar problems, right? Uh, like people are interested in working with meteor, but like, what's the size of the user base? Like there's 8,000 people on the forums. That's a large user base. And how many contributors, potential contributors do you find out of that? You know, we've got like 260 or something. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty small number. So mm-hmm. it's very, very hard to grow an open source project. Yeah. Another guy down the list, ask him about the bus factor. You know, if Evan's yeah. only making Vue.js, like, and so it's interesting. You guys should definitely check out this webpage and, and see what Evan's answer is to that. Yeah. I, I like the guy. He you definitely tell that he is like super smart, super ambitious, and MDG really only hires those type of people. So Yes. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Wrap it up. We were long winded today. Holy cow. These guys aren't sponsoring, but I got a compose.io t shirt too. <laughs> That's a cool shirt. Yeah, I like it. Ape it. This week's sponsors are DigitalOcean and Modulus.io. So if you're looking for hosting, both of those are great options. I host sites at both places. Check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you want to directly support me, the show, the chat room, creator, all that kind of stuff, you can go to Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash Meteor Club. I really should figure out if I can change that to Space Dojo. 10 bucks a month will get you into the chat room and I still, it still blows my mind how awesome that chat room is. It's definitely the best one I'm part of, but I'm, I'm also biased. <laughs> Besides my company chat room, that's the only one I really pay attention to. Nice. Nice. Uh, just because of the quality of what gets posted and the people who are in there. So I, I bet, I bet if, if we got some Slack stats, you probably pay more attention to space dojo than okay. Grow though. <laughs> uh, no, not true. You're going to say that. <laughs> I, I got to say, okay, grow is like, I hear it's pretty funny. It is a hilarious Slack room. Like we have such a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, I think it's, it's higher than mm. nice. It's, it, it, we're just full of goofballs. I, I can't believe we get work done. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in this week uh we'll be back next week talking about all the crater news see ya ciao this has been a space dojo production you can find out more information about space dojo at spacedojo.com it's easy to join the mailing list and stay in the loop that's s-p-a-c-e-d-o-j-o.com